The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to the Pharisees, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we conclude reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, one of those powerful letters, especially since he was writing from prison. It talks about us, the church. Remember the first three chapters of Ephesians, he sets out the many blessings that we have. We're chosen in Christ. We are predestined as children of God. We're given the mystery to know the will of God, disclosed to us that was not disclosed to previous generations. All kinds of blessings he lays out. And then he turns in chapter 4 and he says, well, how should we respond to these blessings? And basically he says, live an ethical life, a moral life. Be gentle, be kind, be patient, be understanding in general terms. Then he narrows in on the family, which was a couple days ago in that reading, about husbands and wives, how they should relate to one another in submission because they are both in Christ in that sacrament. And then he talks about children in relation to their parents. So basically the family. All that is well and good. But Jesus knows, and St. Paul certainly knows because he's writing this letter, it's not enough to have good intentions to try to live this ethical life. Because, as St. Paul really well knows, and Jesus especially, there is an enemy that's trying to undermine not just society, but the family and our own souls. So St. Paul ends this letter with an exhortation to put on the full armor of God. And let's just go through that exhortation. He says, be strong, not in ourselves, because we're not strong. Be strong in the Lord. That in the Lord, in Christ, he repeated over 30 times in that one letter to the Ephesians. That was his whole mantra. St. Paul knew that because he would say, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, in my soul. That was everything for Paul. He goes on to say, put on the whole armor of God, not just a piece here and a piece there, the whole armor. And then he goes through and lists all the various pieces and he relates them to spiritual warfare. Because he says we stand and we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Paul is not pulling any punches here. He is just laying it out. And so he says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand 
And he repeats that word to stand. Not that we can stand on our own, but we stand in Christ on the foundation of our faith. That's what he's getting at. And that's why he's able to write this in prison, knowing he's going to be put to death, knowing he has all kinds of enemies, which he did. And yet he prevailed to the end. He would say, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is a reward for me and for all those who have persevered in Christ. He goes on to say, as shoes for your feet put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. And there's our call to evangelize. In another letter, Paul says, blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. That's the gospel. So when we know the scriptures, when we are people of prayer and Christ lives in us, wherever we go, our feet will take us. And for Paul, the shoes for our feet has to be the gospel. He says, take on the helmet of salvation. Paul knows that our mind needs protection. We know that for sure today because there's all kinds of things out in social media that we can allow in our minds and hearts that can corrupt us. So we have to protect what we allow in our mind. And then he has one offensive weapon. Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God for Catholics is both Scripture and tradition, whole teaching of the Church. We're blessed to have it, but do we really possess it? That's what Paul is saying. And then finally, the seventh and perfect gift that summarizes everything, he says, pray in the Spirit at all times, in every supplication. And pray for me, Paul says. Paul is invoking the communion of saints, that he needs prayers, and we do too. So let's continue to rejoice in this wonderful letter, particularly today's concluding chapter, which really brings it all home to us. Of course, Jesus knew this very well because as soon as he started his mission, where did he go? Into the desert to confront Satan and those three major temptations, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And he defeated Satan. But that wasn't the end because Jesus had to go to various places and perform exorcisms. Even in his passion, he was again attacked by the evil one who tried to undermine his journey to the cross. But we have Christ, we have the church teaching. Let us always be grateful for the gifts we have and bring it all home with prayer.